0: Welcome to Managed CareCast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. CBO puts a price on getting rid of healthcare subsidies. CMS moves away from mandatory bundled payments, and a value-based alliance calls for ending a popular test for heart attacks. Welcome to this week in managed care. I'm Laura Jost. For months, President Donald Trump has toyed with the idea of ending cost-sharing reduction payments which let insurers hold down out-of-pocket costs for low-income individuals who buy silver plans on the exchanges. This week, the Congressional Budget Office found that ending these payments would cause a drop in the number of uninsured starting in 2020, while raising premiums by 20% starting next year. For most people with silver plans, rising premiums would be offset with tax credits. The greater effect might be on the federal deficit, which the report said would increase by $194 billion through 2026. CMS, meanwhile, extended the deadline until September 5th for health plans to file rates for healthcare.gov so that states can let them plan for a possible end to CSR payments. Writing on the health affairs blog, healthcare expert Timothy Jost said, in other words, HHS may stop reimbursing insurers for reducing cost sharing low-income consumers at some undetermined point in the future. It has not yet decided. This despite the fact that the ACA requires the payments. Also this week, CMS said it plans to cancel two mandatory bundled payment programs that were scheduled to take effect January 1st. And it wants to scale back an existing bundled payment model for hip and knee replacements that has been in effect for more than one year. The cardiac care bundle and the expansion of the comprehensive joint replacement bundle were proposed at the end of the Obama administration. But current HHS secretary, Dr. Tom Price, has made it clear he prefers voluntary payment models to mandatory ones. In a statement, CMS said it would reduce the number of areas using the current joint replacement model from 67 to 34. The program will be voluntary for the other areas and for certain low-volume providers in the remaining areas. While some experts who spoke with the American Journal of Managed Care said voluntary programs were better for providers, one expert said it's important to remember why value-based care is a priority, said Michael Abrams of Numeroff & Associates. We need to keep in mind bundled pricing is not the end goal here we need to drive down the cost of care. For more, visit AJMC.com. Abrams said that commercial payers are experimenting with many types of value-based models, and United UnitedHealthcare's Dr. Lee Newcomer recently spoke with AJMC about two models the payer has tried in cancer care.
1: We've done two types of contracts. The first is a bundle, where it's a single payment for every service the patient gets for a defined period of time. And we've done one at MD Anderson, another one at Moffitt. Um, The problem with those is that you have to put in very narrow definitions in order to make the bundle fair for both the provider and for us. And so it's hard to get enough volume. Uh, So right now, I'd have to say that that has limited value. But what has more value for us is the episode program that we're putting in place. And that's probably better described as a gain-sharing program. We compare. Our medical oncology's performance, those groups' performance to a national database of fee-for-service and if they come in at less cost, we share the savings with them. I think that's the future for larger groups and we're excited about its potential for savings. Our first pilot showed that it reduced the cancer cost by 34%.
0: An alliance at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine created to promote high-value care has offered its first report and called for an end to a popular test for diagnosing heart attacks. Writing in JAMA Internal Medicine, the High Value Practice Academic Alliance said this week that the creatine kinase myocardial band known as CKMB has since been surpassed by a more sensitive test and can no longer be considered the best biomarker for diagnosing a heart attack. The authors outlined a four step process for educating emergency room and other healthcare staff to move away from the test, which they said would save $416 million a year. Lead author, Dr. Jeffrey Trost, said the effort is just the beginning. This article is the first in a series of collaborative multi-institutional publications designed to bridge knowledge of high value practice. Finally, the current issue of evidence-based oncology looks at issues in precision medicine, including the role of genetic counselors the challenges of bringing the promise of targeted therapies to life in the community setting, and the importance of engaging patients in what to expect. You can find the current issue at AJMC.com. For all of us at the Managed Markets News Network, I'm Laura Jost.